0: <laughs> what is this what is
1: this this is the young god this episode is powered by zuma coffee visit at zuma coffee underscore on instagram to learn more let's start
0: Pope that he sat me down on a saturday morning one-on-one i told me said you i would kill you <laughs> you think it's a joke Poverty sat me down face to face, told me
1: personally, "Say you, I will kill you." Don't you just love how Nigerians can turn a dire reality into comedy? That is our toxic trait. We could be in the bottom pot pit of hell, and some Nigerian will find a way to make a skit out of it. But we don't need jokes right now. We need money, and lots of it. If you're in Nigeria and living in Nigeria, you know what 2023 has been like. All around the world, unless you're in the top 20% financially, life is wild worldwide. In Nigeria alone, electricity tariffs are up, fuel and diesel prices are up, student loans are up, inflation and interest rates are up, and our pockets are finding it fucking hard to keep up. I don't mean to depress you, I'm sorry, you know what? Hey Siri, play me something motivational.
0: I think I come to realise I like when they count me out Okay Makes it that much when I'm DJ
1: That is that energy I need right now Nice one Siri So where was I? I was saying that the economy is down And uncertainty is up Nobody knows what the fuck is going on I've never talked about money on this podcast before But if there ever was a time it's no.
0: Money is power, and I got several accounts. Told not to bring another dollar. This all they allow. Funny how money coming when you running things. This song is perfect.
1: Recross with the bars. In the previous episode, I talked about power, and in this episode, I'm talking money, moolah, cheddar. The other reason I decided to speak on money is because. A couple of months ago, I listened to an episode of the chilled space podcast where the host Jacqueline and her guest had a great conversation about money. How they make it, how much they make, and how they spend it. It was really cool hearing two young black women absolutely boss up about money. And it wasn't superficial. These babes are in the game and they're steady building knowledge. I took a lot from them, so much so that I had to do this. So yeah, that's why we're here. There's already so much being said about money out there, but I think I have a unique angle. Something from the point of view of the young god. An elevated perspective, if you will. I'll start by talking about my approach and attitude towards money, how I make it, how I spend it, what guides me, how I'm navigating the mess that is the Nigerian economy, and the fact that I am a conscious capitalist.
0: I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going.
1: Yeah, conversations about capitalism can be very polarizing these days. Both sides have fair points, and you'll get to hear mine. I also talk about how living in Nigeria has influenced my spending habits compared to other places I've lived, and my observations of women when it comes to money. (laughs) You think you know where this is going, but you don't. Then there's my biggest financial regret. I really packed this episode with just Y'all are about to be privy to some very sensitive information and it will all make sense in the end. That you can take to the bank. So if you've ever wondered about my financial situation, you're about to get the tea, or rather the coffee. Shout out to my sponsors, Zuma Coffee. My name is Rodney Omokachi, and you're welcome to The Young God.
0: Brazil. And like that, like that we gone. Yep. Stand back. Got to talk. Watch cause. Hi, I'm
1: Rodney, and I am a conscious capitalist. I've described myself as many things over the years, but this is new, isn't it? There's deep woke humanizer, there's conscious copycat, and now conscious capitalists. What that means is that I capitalize on my gifts and my strengths in order to make money by identifying opportunities that align with set skills and strengths. If I have a skill and I can get paid for it, why not? Multiple skills mean multiple streams of income. And the better I get at set skills, the more money I make. Fam. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. See what I did there? Cents. Cents. Speaking of cents, in 2003, 50 Cent released his incredibly successful debut album titled Get Rich or Die Trying. You just had to be there. I was only 12 years old at the time, but I got a sense of the environment and the events in 50s life that inspired such a hard hitting album and title. 10 years later, I read a book titled The 50th Law, written by guess who? Robert green and 50 Cent. Co authors. It was the collabo the streets didn't know it needed. It was published in 2006, I believe, and it banged. It was supposed to be a clever sequel to the 48 laws of power, which I skillfully unpacked in the previous episode. Go listen. The 50th law is to fear nothing. The book pointed out that 50 Cent was born, raised, and molded in one of the harshest conditions known to man, and that being fearful and weak-minded would get him killed before his 21st birthday. And so, he had no choice but to become fearless in order to survive. Whereas, someone like me coming from a much easier and more secure environment where nothing is really at stake has no reason to develop that fearless attitude. And so I would remain timid, lack energy and my life would be mediocre at best, miserable at worst. I took that to heart, I took everything in the book to heart, it helped me lean into my knack for being bold, unconventional, fluid and living with a self-imposed sense of urgency. Except. I didn't want to get rich or die trying. Money is deep, but not that deep. At 22 years old, I already understood that money wasn't everything, that there was more to life. I wanted to make as much money as I could, but I wanted to do it my way, the right way, the fun way, the fulfilling way. I wanted to make money doing what came most natural to me. I wanted to use my God-given gifts to generate acclaim and income. I wanted a life of freedom and fluidity to try and fail without the cost being too high. And because my environment was fairly comfortable, this ideal was within reach. It also helped that I had a father that made life comfortable enough without spoiling me. So I guess that kept me grounded and my greed in check. The key thing was to develop the things that nobody could ever take away from me. My mindset, character, personality, and communication. That's real wealth. Money comes and goes, but if you have all the above, you're wealthy as fuck. Making money or being successful would be a natural result of this ideal and not the goal itself. I also knew that this decision would take time to bear fruit and that the path would be uncertain. So I calmed down and tried to enjoy every step of the journey. The goal then became to get rich and have fun trying. But how? First, I learned a skill. And another and another whatever piqued my interest whatever came easily to me I learned I didn't know what the final destination was I just knew I needed options and I needed range I watched hours and hours of YouTube and I read books to get as good as I could and when I was sure I was competent I offered my services at a low price sometimes free just to get a foot in the door I did a great job and I got testimonials I used those testimonials to get more customers. I built a reputation, a track record, and relationships. Over time, I crafted a space that was just for me in the marketplace, which eventually led to my company, Able Creative, being born. I was making money. I was in the game. Or so I thought. Uh, I hear you.
0: You know the problem with you, little niggas? You think you know everything about the damn world, and you don't know shit. I see you got yourself a little business going, well that's good, that's good you make that paper but when you're making paper you gotta learn some rules to go with it you gotta learn the difference between guns and butter there are two type of niggas in this world that niggas were guns and niggas were butter now what are the guns? the guns, that's the real estate the stocks and bonds Artwork, you know shit that appreciates with value. What's the butt? Cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit that don't mean shit after you buy it. That's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. Little dumb motherfucker. Hey,
1: hey, hey. Hold up. Don't talk to my audience like that. But he's right though. He's right. Money like power is a force with its own laws and rules. Most of us are dumb when it comes to money. We're all desperate to get paid, to make money. But what you do with the money after you get it is where the fun really starts. How you use it to mold your life is where it gets interesting. Do you spend your money on guns or butter? Are you thoughtful with your funds or do you just spend? So let's say I made on average 200K a month. Or depending on how business was going, I made anywhere between say 120K and 500K per job. That's enough to live decently, day-to-day, month-to-month. But the goal is not to live decently, but to live extraordinarily. To build wealth.
0: Money. I got money. Money. I got money.
1: So I kept an eye out for those opportunities that brought in the big box. I'm talking life-changing cash. Those opportunities are few and far between in the beginning. So I had to really shine my eye. I'll never forget the first time I touched that kind of money. It was crazy. You ever go to the bank to cash a cheque so big, the teller actually stops to take a good look at you. She flirted with me shamelessly, it was wild. Anyway, the cheque cleared and the alert was loud. The first thing I did was let the money breathe. I was in no rush to spend it. In fact, I spent days looking at the zeros in my bank account in disbelief just in case it wasn't me. I didn't tell a single soul. After a week, when I was certain the money was mine, after the reality of my newfound wealth had sunk in, I got proactive. Luckily, I'd made time to educate myself on the psychology of money and the options for growing money long term, so I got really calculated. First, I put a sizable chunk in an emergency account that I could access anytime I needed it. Then, I got affordable health and life insurance so that health related expenses don't come out of my emergency fund. Then I invested another chunk in one of those financial instruments that make money long term bonds, crypto, money market, whatever. I talked to my rich friends for assistance. And being a capitalist, I hang with other capitalists. And one of them happens to be a financial analyst who is coming on the podcast soon. But that's a story for another episode. By the way, I don't typically ask for advice except when it comes to finances. That's the only aspect of my life I surrender my superiority. Other than that, I take no advice. Anyway, the idea was to have some money out there. I didn't need to understand how it worked or how to personally run it. I just made sure I did my research and that my money was in good hands. And also made sure it was money I was fine with losing. So I didn't have any like sleepless nights or nothing.
0: Right, nigga, I got money. I got money. Money, Money. I got money
1: Next, I invested a chunk in my personal and professional development so that I can increase the value I offer and earn more from my everyday clients Whether it's getting better equipment or software, subscriptions, attending conferences to network and meet potential clients or whatever I felt would help me do more and do better Or whatever will help me do more with less I spent my money on assets that made my life simpler, more efficient and more enjoyable. I held the rest in cash to seize opportunities as they come, like investing in businesses here and there. And obviously I needed cash to flex. Oh, cause flexing is important. I took trips and told nobody. I bought stupid things that made my soul happy and it was just like that. And fun fact, this sort of thinking is what gave me the freedom to maintain my podcast independently all this time. I had normally set up the foundation that would allow me to commit and explore this interest until I was able to find sponsors. That's God. And now, a quick message from our sponsor, Able Creative. Able Creative is an Abuja-based creative agency that builds brands and people. It is owned by yours truly. We have a very particular set of skills, skills acquired over a very long career, skills that make us a blessing for entrepreneurs, brands and businesses. If you need creativity, coaching, consultation, communication and creative direction, we are looking for you and we will find you and we will be the creative right hand you need to be brilliant. You can learn more about what we do, what we've done and who we've done it for via our website There's a link in the description of this episode or you can contact me directly for a free consultation.
0: I want everything I see. I wanna go in every mall, in every state, in every country and buy shit. Whether I can afford it or not, nigga, I want bitches, I want cars, I don't give a fuck. I want it all. That's what the fuck we here for.
1: A long time ago, I read a quote that said, The richest man is not he who has the most, but he who needs the least. I didn't get it then, but living in Nigeria, I've become an embodiment of this idea. Nigeria has made me frugal, smarter, and more creative with my money. It's such a volatile place where the basics of life are a luxury, and I'm not confident in the people who govern, so I've had to be super thoughtful about how I spend it and how I make it. I left all my careless spending habits in uniform. I think if I lived in a more stable economy, I'd be a more aggressive, risky spender. You see, I've lived in a number of cities around the world and I can feel the difference in my mentality when I'm here and when I'm there. Nigeria is the one place where you have to anticipate some BS. Every day, things are happening that make money harder to make and easier to lose. So, as my income increased, my needs decreased. My life became simpler. In fact, I use my money to simplify my life and create space for more, to create heaven within what many describe as hell. When it comes to financial wealth, it's not just about how much you have or how much you make, but what you do with the money as it comes in. How do you use it to improve your life and move you towards larger goals? Do you spend your money on assets that will serve you for years to come? Assets that when you look back five years from now, you're like, this was a good investment. This is where it helps to know who you are before you make money. This is why I was so keen on developing character and my personality before I got rich. And to be fair, I'm aware that my approach to money may sound foreign to some, but that's because I think a lot of people are so materialistic and consumer minded that they can't comprehend other reasons to make money that have nothing to do with buying flashy stuff. And I like nice things. But I also like not having to borrow because I spent most of my funds on a trip to Cape Town.
0: That's right, I said it! I said it! it had to be- In 2015,
1: an ex-friend of mine earned a payday so big that one of the things he spent it on was a bright red 2014 Range Rover Evoque. This later, get this, days later, he's asking me for fuel money. Habba. And at that time, fuel wasn't 500 Naira per liter, it was cheap as hell. So you can imagine how broke he must have been to have asked me for fuel money. He even slept in the range farm. He didn't have a home. Talk about misplaced priorities. I remember the shame I felt for him. It was the most pathetic thing I'd ever seen at such close proximity when it comes to money. He owed so many people to the point that he had to leave town. To this day, I don't know where Jeremiah EK disappeared to with my 50k. 50k was a lot in 2015, so I'm still pained. His was a cautionary tale so that when I got my own payday, I was woke to the moment. That's God. Cause this Abuja life, these women, the gram, it's easy to get sucked in. It's easy to lose yourself. By the way, have you noticed that Nigerians love to borrow? We borrow a lot and it's always for stupid stuff, weddings, as should be cars, women, trips. They will paint you a vivid picture of a dire situation in order to get cash out of you but in reality, they made some irresponsible financial decisions and are borrowing all over the place to manage their day to day. And not just on a personal level, nationally too, the Nigerian government is always borrowing, it's in our blood. It's why we're doomed to fail and because we live in a society that is so big on charity and church mind, there are people who can't help but lend so that God will bless them, so that they will appear good to others lucky for me shakespeare told me to neither a lender nor borrower be and the best way to not borrow is to live within your means to train yourself to not need a lot to be happy and i understand that things can get complicated and borrowing can become necessary i've been there and i know what i'm saying but don't make it a habit let it be a last resort or a rare occurrence even if it's to fulfill your destiny be wise if you have to borrow money to follow your dreams then you need to seriously question those dreams and their timing. Because being in debt could be the beginning of a prolonged nightmare, especially in Nigeria. Better to be broke than to be in debt, bro. And if I have to lend you money just to be your friend, then I don't really need your friendship. Oh, and by the way, you can follow the podcast on social media. Twitter, at IamTheYoungGod. Instagram, at the young God Pod. I regularly post exclusive content and updates on events, all kinds of things. You don't wanna miss that, so please follow. With the way the economy is looking these days, you know who I really feel for? Women. The inflation affects them differently. I think women suffer the most because they have a lot of needs and wants. Women have bills, man. The average woman is burning through money. Between her health and her beauty, It's bottomless bills, bro. And it's likely that the more she earns, the more she spends. A woman's expenses go up as her income goes up because women love a lifestyle. I'm throwing no shade. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just observing. All my female friends are rabid spenders. When a woman is making good, secure money, she spends it like a drug dealer. I don't know what is in it. I don't know what's in the water. But I'm always in awe, especially if she loves you. I once dated a woman with a black card And she spent it just because she thought I was cute, just because she felt it in her gut. It was amazing. Again, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Women have needs and wants, lots of it. Not to talk of emergencies and the like. It is for this reason that when a woman puts her mind to it, she will make money and lots of it. Whether it's the low-hanging fruit of sex work and runs, or the high-hanging fruit of the work of her brain and hands, women know how to get money especially if she's in her element that's one of the reasons my manager is female she wants to enjoy her life so she will negotiate the best deals that generate the highest possible commission men however we're less eager to spend our hard-earned money we have less bills that's where women come in they're like we can help you spend your money bro and that's just how it goes when god called woman man's helper he meant that shit Jokes aside, though, jokes aside, ladies, I need you to take it easy on the men right now, because with the way the economy is set up, he may not be able to spoil you as much as he used to. I've heard of stories where a guy sends a woman an amount of money and she's like looking down on it, like, what can so-and-so amount do for me right now? I can't even buy you a wig. I feel you. You have needs and wants, but think of it like this. If I give you 3K out of my 30K salary, for example, it means I woke up and went to work for three days just for you. If I earn 100K a month and I give you 10K, that's about four days' worth of hustle. So don't think of money in terms of how easy it is to spend, but rather what it took to make it. When you start to look at it like that, it changes the game. It changes everything. I know you need that wig, but we need empathy more right now okay? And if you're a woman who is not depending on a man at this moment, I would urge a little more thoughtfulness in your spending. And not just women. Uh, So many people underestimate how scary it may get in the next, what, 18 months with this new president and just the way the world is moving in general. This is absolutely the time to be thoughtful about a big purchase. Houses, cars, renovations, travel. If you're not sitting on a shit ton of savings, restrain yourself. This is not the time to fucking flex. Be thoughtful, be smart, and not just about big purchases. Think of those small purchases that add up. Uber, beauty creams, nail tech, several streaming services when you only need two, eating creamy pasta, expensive coffees, except Zuma coffee. Keep buying that, cause there's a discount if you use the UnGod god code on your next purchase. <laughs> One of the secrets behind my prolific podcast production is coffee. While I research and write scripts, I'm sipping coffee. Before I record, I brew some coffee. While I edit, coffee is right there. But not all coffee are made equal. There are levels to those little beans. And that's why I've partnered with Zuma Coffee for my coffee needs. Zuma Coffee grows, roasts and sells their own coffee beans. They sell all kinds of tools and gadgets for brewing the perfect cup all within their cozy little cafe, right here in Abuja. Thanks to Zuma Coffee, my coffee game has leveled up substantially. So when I say this episode is powered by Zuma Coffee, I mean it. To see for yourself, visit the cafe or the Instagram page at Zuma Coffee underscore. Tell them the young God sent you for a discount. My biggest financial regret. This has to be not getting into crypto soon enough. In 2013, a friend gifted me five Bitcoin to enter the crypto game. I declined. To this day, it pay me you, because it could have been the easiest million dollars I'll ever make in my life. But I was too principled for my own good. All the smart people were getting into it, but I felt like I knew better. Like it was just a fad. It didn't align with my values. It was an unregulated currency. It didn't replace my money. It was too volatile and too turbulent for me. So when everyone was getting into it, I looked away. I was too cool for the crowd, and I missed out. What I've since learned is that if something is happening out there, instead of me being critical, be curious, and keep being curious. Also, I've learned not to underestimate the wisdom of the crowd. the crowd can be very wise doesn't mean i should take all my money and invest in things because a lot of people are doing it that would be insane even if i thought it was worth it but be open to learning and be on the lookout for opportunities that don't seem like they make sense at first like a true capitalist you know i'll admit when you get a certain level of awareness you start to assert a certain level of superiority over things begin to see yourself as above certain things and that's good but there's a danger of losing the very curiosity that got you there in the first place. So it's like, never be superior to new information. Look at what it's telling you, what else it could mean. Do some research, ask people. You don't have to take a final position, but be willing to look. So going forward, my approach is, if there's something going on out there, what does it mean? What am I missing? Sort of surrendering my superiority for a moment to listen, to think. Because I guarantee you, when the next wave of financial wealth comes around, I will be there. Like a true capitalist. That's twice I've said that, true capitalist. I think it's about time we address the capitalist elephant in the room. I know capitalism is seen as this evil economic system, but like a lot of important things in life, it's misunderstood. I support capitalism because, in general, it rewards value, it rewards competence. I believe in the work of my hands earning as much money as they can. Again, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. What I don't support is the extreme of capitalism where it exploits those at the bottom and then reaches only those at the top. That's not sustainable. That's doomed to fail. Another problem with capitalism is that it produces too much of the wrong stuff. SUVs, fast fashion, and other junk that people don't need instead of public transit, affordable housing, and universal healthcare. It overuses resources and still fails to meet even basic needs. In this respect, it is a wildly inefficient system. This is what happens when production is organized around the interests of corporate profit and elite accumulation, rather than around human well-being and ecology. If you can fix that, capitalism is perfect. The thing that bothers people about capitalism is inequality, the poverty gap. They assume that restructuring capitalism would remove inequality, but there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that that has ever worked in any other way than the opposite because because inequality is not a consequence of capitalism. inequality is a physical property of reality itself. A tiny minority of people do all the work, a tiny minority of people get all the benefits. A tiny minority of athletes score all the goals. A tiny minority of men get all the women. A tiny minority of stars have all the mass. A tiny minority of rivers have all the water. A tiny minority of cities have all the people. Etc. 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 Everywhere, always, until the end of time. We can't blame that on capitalism. The other thing about equality. Let's look at this math equation, for example. If you and I are the sole citizens of country X, you make $50,000 a year, and I make $100,000 a year. That's a $50,000 difference between us. Now let's double our income, you make $100,000 a year, and I make $200,000 a year. Well holy crap, inequality just doubled because now there's a $100,000 difference between us. So it's not always that simple, this is where being content and principled comes in because personally. I don't care that there are a lot of people out there who are way wealthier than me. That doesn't necessarily bother me. What would bother me is if I have no chance of ever being them. If I was the most talented, smartest person on the planet, it would bother me if I had no chance of being wealthy. Fortunately for you and me, this is not the world we live in. Three things keep you out of poverty. Finish high school, have a job, any job, and don't have kids before you're married. If you can check those boxes, you've got like, 97% chance of not being in poverty? I pulled that start out of my ass, but the point is, we do live in a society where choices matter and the value you provide matters. And that's the society we want to live in. Is it perfect? No. Is it the best we can do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. And should we have a safety net for those who just can't make it? Yeah, there should be a safety net. So I would say that socialism as an economic model for replacing capitalism is bad but socialism as a supplement to capitalism is perfect. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath, in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose, Out through the mouth. Let's
0: resume. Other money money all I want. Big all, all I want. That's all
1: I want. I I to make yourself financially comfortable. Mm. Because it makes you less it makes you desperation is dangerous. People do wrong, immoral, unethical things and criminal things when they're desperate. So the less privation you can have, the the more comfortable and secure you can make yourself not just financially, but like in everything, then the more the easier it is not to give in to certain temptations or things because you're just like Get rich and have fun trying In a world where a lot of people are living below the poverty line it sounds like an out-of-touch thing to say, doesn't it? The Woke Mafia would call it privilege, and that's fine, I am privileged to be in a position where avoiding poverty is fun. But a lot of that is also an intentional decision. Many people have more than I do, but their money is stressful, they've made enemies and lost friends, family, health, peace and respect to get it. They say, more money, more problems, I can't relate. The more money I make, the less problems I have. If your money causes you problems, then you're doing it wrong, for real. If your money brings you more problems than it solves, you're in desperate need of some soul searching. Speaking of soul, the Bible asks, what does it profit a man if he gains the world and loses his soul? When you make money and lose your soul, you start to say shit like this.
0: It gets fucked up when your own family Start calling you up. Shit. Money's the root of all evil. Family start telling you, you acting different, nigga. You goddamn right, I'm acting different. With all this motherfucking money. But then when it comes from your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, that shit hurt you to the core, man. When they start acting like something that you ain't never motherfucking seen, you done grew up motherfucking. They gave birth to you, you know what I'm saying? You got raised, you done played in a park with them. This money thing, this shit'll fuck you up, man. You gotta watch what you ask for. You sure you want this son? You sure you want this money? You sure you want this fame? You sure you want this power? Should have your own mama talking to you like you ain't shit. Yeah, everybody want it, everybody need it, money, motherfuckers, get money, don't stop. And I ain't mad at them, shit. But shit, even, even bosses got feelings, you know? Dear mama, dear papa, family, we all we got. Don't let this money bring us down. This is no way to live,
1: man. If you've ever wondered how somebody can have money and still be poor, this is it. If your money causes you problems, you're fucking poor. I don't care how much you have. Could never be me though. My money is a blessing. Even if my money gets stolen, I pray my money solves their problems. I pray it's a blessing. Cause to wish harm on others, even if it is deserved, is to wish harm on the self. That's why you have to be intentional about not just making money, but how and what your money will do for you and those around you. We see rich people and mistake money as evidence of God's favor. Money isn't favor, but if God has favored you, you have it all. Let that sink in. Most people wait until they have money to realize that it isn't everything. That's for amateurs. By that time, maybe it's too late. The real game is to understand this before you make money, so that by the time you make money, you won't have burned any bridges or lost yourself in the process, meaning you will be in the best position to enjoy your hard-earned wealth. Who says you can't have it all? Tell them the young God said you can. Yes! The truth is, empty pockets never held anyone back. Only empty heads and empty hearts can do that. Money isn't scarce. People are making money doing all kinds of amazing, simple, and strange things. It's just that it can be tricky figuring out how to get in where you fit in but once you do the money will flow forever there's a lot of money out there and i'm just trying to get my cut like a barber i will know i've arrived financially when my phone has no case and my bed touches no walls or when i go grocery shopping without considering price or when i spontaneously extend my vacation by a day i cannot wait watch this space In the meantime, I'm not scared of being broke. I'm scared of not having any class or character. It's not just about the money I generate. It's about the character I demonstrate. I want to be the kind of person where it doesn't matter whether I have or don't have. My worth is clear. My value is unassailable. My word moves mountains. I could be broke and still keep a million dollar smile. (laughs) Nobody sat
0: me down. You me personally, say you, I would kill you.
1: But I didn't give in. Don't give in, we're all in this together. We will figure it out. If you're listening to this, money's on the way. If you claim it, it's yours. But before then, we're all gonna have to tighten up. We have got to get smarter in this economy. I want this community to be thoughtful about where their paper goes. You don't need an upgrade on anything except your mind and your soul. And as you begin to prioritize your sense of purpose in your life, your focus on material possessions and the accumulation of objects decreases. As a result, your needs become more simplified, and you don't have to waste money acquiring and maintaining material things. That's like the bulk of where our expenses go, we buy shit we need to maintain. It's crazy. And I hope you get there. I hope you enter that mind state cause it's a different flex to have money and not be compelled to spend. Keep it simple while we get clarity on where the next 18 months are going. Don't go crazy, stop buying dumb shit, tap out of this consumerist society we live in and learn to be content with less. Extra income won't fix your bad spending habits. You don't need that wig or that perfume or that babe. Yes, Remember what I said about these women being expensive? If she's not your girl, if she's not really feeling you, if you need to do the most to impress her, if you're just bored and looking for company, my brother, snap out of it. Save your money. Go and make some more. And there you have it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I have a money-making wizard coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. He will give you the actual tips and tricks to making that young mullah baby. In the meantime, please share this episode, subscribe, leave a review. Do tune in for our Twitter Spaces every other Wednesday to discuss this and other episodes, or join the Young God WhatsApp group to connect with other Young Gods. Link in the description. I'm Rodney Omokachi, and this is the Young God.
0: Hey, See his hunts all day, top shelf, fish saute. Come on in LA, president, president. roll with the date. Pullin' out the forms we could race. In and out of state. Uh, we can't relate. Uh, I gotta stay lazy, She wants us to date. Uh, I teach you keeping faithful. Uh, I'm gonna make our way.